Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is episode, oh, season two, episode two of Seventh Heaven that we're covering today. Yes, on Cam- Camden Cast. <laughs> which I said did. when I said welcome to oh, Camden Cast, <laughs> which is the first thing I always say. I didn't hear you. Okay. Um, so <laughs> instead, yeah, so the name of this episode is See You in September. Um, or in, if you're in Germany, it's called The First Day of School. Which I think is a better title than See You in September. Yes. And as we said, season two, episode two. Wait, I wonder if this was the precursor to Green Day's Wake Me Up When September Ends. I don't think so. But, um, so as we started in season two, episode one, we said that we were going to be reading an Amazon user review of Seventh Heaven, um... And, like, that was humorous, but we have now f- discovered that on IMDb, we can kind of kill two birds with one stone and read um, the synopsis on IMDb, um, which are actually the synopsi that are on IMDb are submitted by fans. So I found out that a lot of the ones for season two are actually pretty funny. So this is the one, um, the IMDb uh, synopsis for season two, episode two. See you in September. Take it away, Aaron. Eric and Annie selfishly expect the kids to start the school year on routine so they can enjoy a lazy day alone incommunicado. But ill-prepared means in trouble. Nazi-style Principal Russell has plenty of collaborating staff to enforce draconian discipline for gang and drug offenses according to absurd new rules non-saw coming, such as Simon's cutlery earning a suspension for concealed weapons. Only Mary is happy with an ex-Olympic new basketball coach, Coper, who meanwhile terrorizes Matt on account of the beeper Pa forget when he borrowed the good boy's jacket. So there you have it. That's pretty much exactly what happened in this episode. Except there's like a couple of things that are off, but I guess we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, So what was your first impression of this one? I felt like this was a much better beginning to season two than the last episode was. Uh, because, you know, I don't know, I just really like the fact that it started on, like, the first day of school, and it's, like... Establishes where everyone's at. Exactly, whereas the last one, last one kind of felt like it should have been at the end of season one, because it, like, completed the story with, uh, Matt and his girlfriend, completed the story with Wilson, uh, completed the story with, like, like, Mary Summer, Lucy, like, getting over, or, quote-unquote, getting over Jimmy Moon, etc., but I thought, I, I'm going to take this as a true beginning of season two. Okay. And what a beginning it is. Okay. So we're going to take it scene by scene because there is no really plot storylines for anyone or plot lines. Yeah. So what we, we start with uh, sexy parents. Uh, it's made a major return in this episode. Um, the parents, this is the first time in a very long time where the entire house will be empty except for... Uh, Annie and the Rev, because Ruthie is going to school again. Yes, for f- full day school. Yeah, full day school. Um, so last season we had Ruthie in the middle of the season starting pre-kindergarten, uh, but now she's just uh, skipped on over <laughs> kindergarten completely and is going to uh, preschool. Well, no, in, later, preschool, in later seasons we see, in first grade. Right, in first grade, in later seasons we see her like have to go to a different school because she's not challenged enough. So maybe she was just <laughs> smart enough now that. Like, you know, she skipped kindergarten. Um, what do you really learn in kindergarten? So the parents are making out, um, and they just really want the kids to get out of the house. Uh, and the first kid to come through into the kitchen, this is all happening in the kitchen, by the way, um, is Lucy. And 
Lucy's having, and I quote, a complete <laughs> nervous breakdown. We also find out that Lucy uh, gets to, the, I, the only thing I wrote down, she talks about how she she's like, oh, I'm worried about not being able to get my lock, locker open. And the Rev's like, well, you have my lucky lock um, that got me through high school and college and seminary. And I just wonder, why does Lucy get the lucky lock? Why didn't any of the other kids get the lucky lock? Probably because um, they know that she needs it the most. That, then uh, Lucy was like, oh, it's an ancient lock. It's not going to open. And then Annie says, I would have gotten you a new one. And Lucy comes back and says, why didn't you insist on getting me a new one? Because, again, nothing is her fault. Mm-hmm. She no ownership over her own ac- actions. Lucy's concerned about being tortured because she's going to see Jimmy Moon and Ashley everywhere. Oh, yeah. She, did we say she's starting high school? Yeah, first day of high school. Oh, this is her first day yeah, of high school. Yeah, so this is why it's a spit, because she's now on the, on the bottom of the totem pole. Um, so, yeah. And then we get a stupid scene where... Uh, Mary is sitting on the floor of, like, Ruthie's room, and Ruthie is, like, talking about how she's afraid of the snakes in the toilets at school because Simon told her that the janitors put snakes in the toilets to clean them or something. And And then they multiply in the basement, and there's, like, a bunch (laughs) of them. And Mary specifically tells her that this is not true. And yet, spoiler alert for the rest of the episode, Ruthie still believes this to be true. I think that was just a story they told to get, like, not be in trouble. I don't know. Um, uh, so, and then she tells her to go brush her cool teeth. Uh, which, okay, sure. Um, we also get a little brief, in, uh, scene between Matt and Mary, uh, where we kind of see that Mary's still kind of struggling with her leg, and I mean her knee, basically, uh, and her basketball injury, and we find out that Mary's, like, thing that she's gonna be doing on the first day of school is taking around a new kid named Marcus. That the Rev found for them to... <laughs> He found them like a charity case. I was like, you have to show the new kid Marcus around. So then we get back and get, go back to the kitchen where, I don't know, uh, Simon arrives and then like Lucy storms in after him because she's been like in and out. Um, and, and Simon's all like starting middle school and he just takes out a piece of chicken out of the fridge. He, like, looks at his lunch bag, is not impressed with whatever the Rev and Annie have packed. So, speaking of the fridge, though, there is one sole picture on the fridge, and it's of Matt in a jersey with the number four. But I don't believe he's done any sports. No, so. it's just, like, one of those, like, portraits that, like, they got at Sears. Oh, <laughs> he just lied about the fact. It was just Matt. It was just Matt. Um... So, actually, Simon takes out the chicken, and he looks at it, and he says, protein. He needs protein now that he's a man in, in middle school. Um, uh, and then she, and then Lucy is like, I don't know why you're, like, excited or so. Oh, wait. Well, Simon explains he has a buddy system, and that him and Nigel are going to get through the first day of middle school together. Um, and he's like, oh, the buddy system, like, when you're swimming, so you have someone else to go down with you. And then the Rev explains that you're not supposed to, and no, the, the buddy is supposed to help keep you from drowning. Um, not help you drown. And then Lucy really <laughs> lays it down yeah. and says, it's school, we're all going down, life's hell. And then she has to, like, change because they, she gets a look. Like, oh, life's heck, I mean, life's heck. And finally, we have the kids all marching off and going to school, and uh, the Rev and Annie, like... Immediately start making out. They toast their orange juice and start making out, and that is the end of the cold open. It is a tremendously long cold open, because then we finally get the opening credits, and we're right back in the home where we have more... They're just making out again. Yeah, Yeah, gratuitous scenes of... Um, them flirting with each other pretty horribly on the couch. 
Uh, Annie wants to go take a bath. She's going to take a long bath. They like the silent sounds of September. September. I don't know. Yeah, and she's like, I'll be back. But, like, not in the fun Schwarzenegger voice. More in, like, the seductive voice. And I didn't really appreciate that. Yeah. So So the rest of the episode kind of follows each child's first day of school. Um, So the first glimpse we have is Ruthie. And she's already getting in trouble, that Ruthie. (laughs) Yeah, she's wearing a backwards hat. Um, And we learn from her teacher, Mrs. Rainey, that apparently the school, like, Ruthie's supposed to be familiar with all the rules already, and she's like, this is in violation of rule number seven, which prohibits, like, what is this, like, gang clothing? She's like, uh, anything that, like, uh, shows gang insignia. And that it's just a plain, solid blue baseball cap. Like, and she's no- just wearing it backwards. Yeah. And the teacher says, "Well, gang members wear their hats backwards, so you're doing by doing this, you're showing that you're a gang member." Oh, and the teacher keeps calling her Ruth, and she's like, "That's not." She's like, "We're gonna call you by your given name." And Ruthie's like, "That Ruthie is my given name." Like, this teacher just presumes she knows everything, but uh, can we just go back to this, the? The, the statement here. The gang clothing? Oh, yeah, oh, oh, that, yeah, like, yeah. People that wear backwards caps are gang members? Because that's... That was all of the 90s. I feel like everybody wore their ca- their cap backwards. It's just like in season one when they were like, oh, nobody who dresses well does drugs. Uh, and also that it, that she's in first grade. and Right. She's <laughs> in first grade. <laughs> um, and this is like a thing that they have to stop or like... Make sure it doesn't happen. And then she takes it off, and then she goes, and, and Lynn is in her class, and she goes over, and uh, she like, just whispers to Lynn, she thinks I'm in a gang. And they're, like, giggling at each other. And, yeah, and Mrs. But, Rainey gets angry. Yeah. So she's Ruth's, Ruth's, I'm going to call her Ruth Ruth's. now. <laughs> Ruthie is already on, on Mrs. Rainey's bad side. Uh, so then we have Simon and Nigel meeting up in the hallway in... Uh, the junior high school. We found out that Nigel and Simon don't have any classes together, and we are introduced to Buck. <laughs> uh, Buck is played by Bobby Brewer, and uh, for his performance in this episode, he was nominated for a Young Artist Award. Which he- works. Does anyone, if you know what a Young Artist Award is, please contact us, because I believe it was Suzanne was another character who made, like, one appearance on the show and for the performance in, like, a single episode was nominated for a Young Artist Award. And won. I think she won that for that episode. (laughs) And now we've got Buck. And Suzanne was not a good actress. And this guy is also, like, he had minimal lines. um, And he was nominated. Did not win. Uh, But he, like, is shown, is supposed to be shown to be, like, a bully. He's kind of bigger. He kind of, like, gets in Simon's way. Uh, Simon calls him a jerk. And Buck's like, what did you call me? So we're, we're... Meant to presume that he's supposed to be a bully. That, of course, doesn't happen. Um, our next next Camden child... Oh, we're going, I guess, from the young... Oh, I didn't notice we were going from the youngest to the oldest. But it's Lucy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and Lucy, of course, is like... She can't get her locker open. And then Ashley makes a return and is like... Oh, and Jimmy Moon is standing there right with her, and he says, what a curious coincidence that my new girlfriend has the locker next to my old girlfriend. Um, So everything is terrible for Lucy, of course, because she's going to have to see Ashley all year, and Jimmy, and she can't even get her locker open. And at this point, she's got, like, two books or something, and it just keeps, yeah, she, she continues to not be able to get her locker open. So, like, the pile of books that she's carrying with her continues to get 
like, larger and larger until it's just unmanageable. Um, then we have Mary, who's showing Marcus around. And, <laughs> and Marcus is a character. Marcus is a fuckboy. <laughs> he is. He's one of the first iterations of a fuckboy on this show. And, uh, wait, so, so he... He's, like, asking Mary if he could take her out, and she's like, I have a boyfriend, but he goes to a different school. And Marcus goes, BTDT. And she's like, excuse me. And he's like, been there, done that. And then he's, like, lecturing her how, like, inter-school relationships never work out. Yeah, and he's like, I, 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 let me be the guy that can rock your world. And she's like, uh, actually, this is my class. And he's like, oh, it's mine, too. So let the rocking begin. Yeah. Um, in the middle of this, we have, because uh, now Lucy's going to high school with Mary and Matt. She runs into Mary, and Mary's like, oh, how's it going? And Lucy says, you would think ha- having dad as a minister, uh, God <laughs> wouldn't hate me. But apparently, like, God really hates Lucy. And then we have Matt commenting to Mary about this, saying, well, God's hated her for the last 13 years. You would think that, you know, God would let up a little bit. So I guess... Uh, I think they're all mocking Lucy, yeah, they're which all I mocking appreciated. Lucy. Yes, I did. I really appreciate that. And so the we have our final Camden child, which is Matt, who shows up late to class. <laughs> and we have this great well, moment. Well, he asks, like, is this Mrs. whatever Peabody's. Peabody's English lit class? Because there's a man at the front of the room, and he says... Oh, he says that Mrs. Peabody retired, and Matt's like, why? And so he's like, well, not that it's any of your business, but she met someone playing bridge on the deck of an Alaskan cruise ship, and they got married in August. <laughs> and she's not, not coming, coming back. back. Which, okay, Mrs. Peabody, I know you're probably, like, getting older because you're playing bridge, um, <laughs> but and, like, you're close to retirement age, apparently, but if you you probably met your bridge playing partner in like June, July, and you're getting married within one to two months, it's pretty quick. Well, it's you know like you said, she's advancing in age. She's gotta. It was just meant to be. There. Um, we are also in the scene introduced to Mitch, uh, who I guess is like meant to be one of Matt's friends. He actually does come back though, so it's not like a totally not not a whole lot. He's not like a starring player, but uh, he does return. Uh, Mitch uh, is played by Sean Monroe or or Scott Monroe. <laughs> I, cannot, I can't read my own handwriting. Someone by the last name of Monroe. S. Monroe. S. Monroe. Um, known also, if anybody remembers Miss Congeniality, he plays uh, Kathy Morningside's son in that movie. Just FYI. Um... And finally, we get. Uh, <laughs> I guess what's supposed to be like the height or like the drama of the episode. <laughs> the height. What a, what a play on what a play on words, Aaron. <laughs> yes, I totally meant to do that. Uh, so uh, as we said earlier, the Rev and Annie, or as not we said, the IMDb u- IMDb like user summary said that they wanted to be incommunicado. Yes. Uh, but the phone rings and it's Sergeant Mar- Michaels and he says we have a situation and then it pans. Because the police are constantly calling the rev for help for some reason then we have this camera pan where it starts at like the ground level and it goes up and i I, I, like as it's going up i was like oh somebody's trying to kill themselves and voila there is a child on the roof who is trying to jump uh his name is peter mckinley and he's played by oh he's played by taryn noah smith who everybody will know as the youngest uh taylor from uh, mark taylor from home improvement which i don't understand why he 
went on to do Seventh Heaven when Home Improvement was still on. It was on from 1991 to 1999. So there was really no reason for him to like demote himself to Seventh Heaven. <laughs> he was just working on the side. It was like side work. Uh, but yeah, that's where he's from. He uh, gives a spectacular performance. <laughs> As of, Peter McKinley. Yes. Um, uh, who is a ninth grader. Who, so then, is it is it in the scene, yeah. scene where we're introduced to his mother? Yes, who is played by Deborah Jo Rupp, who June is, McKinley, who June McKinley, who um, was probably best known as Kitty Foreman on that '70s show, and I thought it was like blew my mind that Mila Kunis was in this episode playing Ashley, while uh, Deborah Jo Rupp was in this episode playing June McKinley or whatever, and this is a whole year before that '70s show ever existed, so. I don't know. It was my mind blown. Um, Lots of people getting their beginnings on this show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that Deborah Joe Ruff had done stuff before. Oh, definitely. Seventh Heaven. Oh, definitely. This might have been Mila Kunis's like, first like recurring role. but. Uh. Um, so we have a scene. I didn't really write down everything that happened, but basically they're trying to find out <laughs> what happened between June and Peter in the morning to have Peter on the roof. And, and she's like, oh, just the usual. We argue about his jeans, his sneakers, his hair, and his lunch. They argue, I guess, about this every morning. Um, and then we are back to the kids for a little bit. Uh, we have a scene with Ruthie. Um, they're having story time, so they all have to sit in a circle. And she puts her hat back on for some reason to go sit for story time, and then the teacher again is like... Ruth, and yeah, she takes her hat off again, and then Lynn is like, I, I know Ruthie real good. She's not in a gang. And so Ruth asks, Ruth, I had to stop. <laughs> Damn it. Ruthie asks a question, because it's, uh, it's like, oh, do you have any questions before we uh, start the story? And Ruthie says, I have a question. Is anybody here in a gang? <laughs> and all the kids start laughing. And they're like, no. Um, and then we have another kid asking a question, um, and apparently he knows about Peter McKinley on the roof. <laughs> Which, I have no idea how this word travels so quickly without cell phones or, I mean, to, to the kids in, in first grade. <laughs> like, who told them? Um, and so we, find, we have, basically the point of this scene is to imply that the Rev is a superhero because um, I think the kids, like, the last thing I know that they're trying to call somebody to help. And he's like, oh, I hope they call Superman or Batman. And Lynn says, oh, they should call Batgirl because Batgirl will definitely get this kid off the roof. So uh, equal opportunity superheroes here. Yes. And then and we- I guess maybe because the Rev and Danny show up together because, oh, it, side note, when they get the call from Sergeant Michaels, I forget if you said this. but No, I didn't. Oh, when, when Annie, Annie goes with the Rev to Peter McKinley's like apartment building or whatever because she's like, we, we were going to spend all day together, and I'm not changing that. So Annie insists on going with the ref to make it a real uh, circus at Peter McKinley's house. A real, a real loving excursion for them. Um, so at this point, Annie takes June away for some coffee, and uh, the Rev tries to talk to Peter. Um, we have a very strange scene where the Rev tries, but Peter is like, I don't want to talk to you. All he does is he's like, Peter, talk to me. And then the kid's like, no. And then he like walks away, and he's like, I guess he's not going to talk to me. But Sergeant Michael's still like, you're doing great. You're doing great. Keep up yes. the good work. Um, back to Ruthie. It's now recess, and everybody's really excited. Okay, wait. So... But all the kids, when it's time for recess, they all go to their, like, cubbies and get their 
hats out of their cubbies and they all put them on backwards before they walk out of the classroom. And then Ruthie's like the last one and she puts her hat on and the teacher's like, Ruth, what have I told you? And and she's the only one that gets in trouble, even though every single kid that just left the room in front of her put on their hat backwards and, yeah. and walked out. She gets a timeout. Um, Lynn also asks to get a timeout, so they both have timeout now. Yeah. Um, then we are, uh, we're with Simon now. Uh, there's a, like, scene before this with Simon and Nigel, like, meeting up. Between- oh, they're like, you saved me a seat at lunch or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I then- think that might even be in the first scene when, when they figure out that they don't have any classes together because they're like, oh, we have lunch together. So they're like, oh, whoever gets to lunch first, save me a seat. Uh, but we also, in that scene, you were talking about how fast news travels. Nigel has found out about Peter McKinley as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and... So, for, and for some reason, they're talking about yeah. it as well. Um, so at lunch, uh, nobody wants to sit with Nigel and Simon. Buck comes out of nowhere. And says, we find out that the table that they're at was empty because it's it, Buck's table. So again, reinforcing this idea that he's a bully. Uh, Simon is a quick, ingenious thinker, and he's like, uh, why don't you have some of my chicken? So Buck sits down. Um, <laughs> Simon takes out the cutlery. The cutlery starts like cutting into the Not chicken. Not even no, he doesn't even get that far. As soon as he pulls it out, there's of course a teacher behind him to enforce the draconian laws. She looks like she's a gym coach because she's carrying a basketball. Oh, or, she, like, but she was dressed. She was dressed though, like in not athletic clothing. Maybe she was. Maybe she was just monitoring recess. Oh so yeah. She was yeah. Carrying, so, um, and apparently. It's considered a concealed weapon because yes. he gets taken away. But don't worry, because Buck's there to eat that chicken. And then Nigel takes the rest of the stuff from Simon's lunch. Um, then what oh, we, then uh, we uh, Lucy. No, I think we have Mar- uh, Mary next. Well, yeah, but she runs into. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah um, well, first we have. So as we said, Marcus is a fuckboy because he like. Oh well, Mary like was trying to get rid of them. Goes into the bathroom, and Lucy's there hiding with, as Aaron mentioned, her massive stack of books. It's like a com- oh, it's supposed to be I guess like a comical amount of books at this point, and and Mary like looks under the stall and she sees all the books stacked up, and she's like loose. Yes, yeah, so there's so many people that call her loose in this episode, like. Just well, willy I mean, nilly. They, they keep, yeah, I mean, they do it, so. I know, I've only, like, seen it with the family, but I feel like Mitch came up to her and called her loose. The principal later in the episode calls her oh, loose. Oh, yeah, we missed that, too. Okay, so early, earlier, too, before this, Lucy, Mitch comes up to, to loose and is like, oh, do you want to know something? Um, and, and he tells Lucy, he's like, something that only uh, seniors know. Um, and he tells Lucy about Peter McKinley, and again, how does anyone know? And why do only seniors know? Because we find out that Peter McKinley is a ninth grader, so if anything, he's in Lucy's year. You would think she would be the first to know. Uh, Lucy tries to tell Ashley and Jimmy in that same scene, but Ashley and Jimmy already know about it. So Yeah, she's trying to, yeah, I don't know. She's trying to, I guess, impress. Be cool? Like, oh, look, I know this information first. But, of course, Ashley already knows. She's very popular. So Mary says to Lucy, like, don't worry, you can put the books in my locker. And Lucy also complains about her arms hurting, so she's like, oh, and I also have an aspirin, so I'll give you that. So they leave the bathroom, and Marcus is being annoying, and he says, oh, are you done putting on your faces? And... Uh, Lucy and Mary being the feminist icons that they are. Well, Mary says, like, what, what, like, what time do you yeah, think, like, yeah. what, what decade do you think we're in? Uh, she's like, that's something like Mrs. Cleaver would say from yeah. Leave It to Beaver. Uh, and so Marcus replies with, what, I like uh, my woman with a little makeup. 
and... And then Mary's like, I think you know your way around well enough to find one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. And he ca- she calls him a freak, and he leaves. Yeah. Uh, we also find out later... That's, in the- that really, they took a great stand for feminism yep. on that day. On that day. Um, so Mary gives Lucy a pill, and just as she's about... She, just of as she's swallowing she's- it... Um, we see Principal Russell, who's uh, the return of Nancy Lee Gron, Grain, I don't know how to say her last name, um, from the episode with Mary being sexually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so she's coming, uh, so she's back. Um, and now Lucy's in trouble for taking drugs because no drugs are allowed. Legal or illegal. Um, and at the same time, uh, we see Matt is complaining about how awful Mr. Coper is, who, of course, is standing right behind him. And then he turns around, and uh, his beeper... Well, well, it's the Rev's beeper, because the Rev had borrowed Matt's jacket. Like it said in the summary. Yes, the, the, the good, good boy's, boy's jacket. jacket. <laughs> so uh, the Rev has left his beeper in the good boy's jacket, and it starts going off because... Uh, Simon's school and Ruthie's school are trying to get in touch with the Rev. Um, because they're both in trouble. Yeah, so then Mr. Coper is like, oh, you must be selling drugs because you have a beeper. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is enough to get suspended or even arrested. So all of the Camden kids are now successfully in trouble on their first day of school. What a great... <laughs> what a great plot. plot. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Um, of course, when the parents thought they would finally be alone, all of the kids are getting suspended for the next day. And they had to spend the whole day telling Peter McKinley not to kill himself. Um, so we'll have our, uh, well, let's do our brief fashion break because, uh, this next scene shows Annie. Oh, she's trying to show some skin. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I noticed throughout this episode that we got a lot of uh, showing of Annie's skin. Right before Annie goes to take a bath, we see a, a lot of glimpses of knees and legs. We after Annie takes a bath and is watching daytime television, she's sitting down. It looks just looks like she's wearing like one of the revs like button downs. So, oh. Yeah, and then uh, outside we see her wearing a very short skirt. Um, there's no shaming or anything going on here. We're just pointing out she wants to show a little leg. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, September in California, so... Um, and you had something to say about Mary's... Uh, yeah, Mary's outfit for this entire episode is she's wearing, like, a, a, like a, a T-shirt, like a white T-shirt with a vest over it um, and these baggy shorts that come down to, like, her knees, but they also look like they are corduroy, so... I don't really know what's going on. She, her color scheme is like tan, but it's just brown. Beige, it's like, like yeah, tan, yeah, it's just very sad looking. Yeah. Um, and speaking of fashion, it looks like the the reason that Peter is up on the roof <laughs> is because of a fashion emergency in his life. So as his mother said, pants, no <laughs> jeans, jeans, sweater, uh, sneakers, hair. Yeah. So one of those lunch, lunch. Um, so. We, Annie was supposed to take a June away. June's like, I don't want to listen to somebody else about how to, like, parent my child. So she runs back and goes up on the roof. Uh, Peter is, Which they've all been saying, like, don't do... Like, if anyone should go up there, it should not be her because... It should, it should be the Rev. Yeah. Um, but she goes up there and she's like, all right, this is enough. Like, I'm your mother. You're supposed to listen to me. What is going on here? And he's like, it's about the pants. <laughs> I wrote, gonna kill himself over pants. Um, 
We then we have like a bunch of scenes. Um, yeah, and so <laughs> the next thing I have is the the hat. Oh yeah. Well, I, I was just gonna say I like we could just like finish up the storyline right oh, now. Oh yeah, we should do that. We should. All right. Yeah, better idea. Because so there's like. Three or four different conversations happening, or not, that's an exaggeration. There's like two or three different conversations happening where Peter's like, I just, you never listened to me. I just want to be heard. I wasn't actually going to kill myself. I wasn't actually going to, or not even kill myself. They know, nobody says kill myself. They actually jump. say jump off the roof. Uh, but basically, like, there, he like stands up and says, Look at my outfit. <laughs> I'm such a dork. I'm and such then, a dork. And then he's like, oh, I wanted baggy pants, but she got me hunk, hunky boy jeans, <laughs> which um, I guess are supposed to be, like, the same thing as, like, hus- like, husky jeans. Like, instead of getting him, like, stylish, baggy 90s pants, she just got him, like, pants for, like, regular, normal pants for heavier boys. <laughs> that, that's what I presumed hunky boy jeans was supposed to mean. Maybe I should have Googled hunky boy jeans to see if they were actually real before <laughs> oh we started this episode. But um, he has this line. Basically, the mom's like, oh, you're like a great kid. You're, why wouldn't anybody you like you? You get great grades. Oh, yeah. when the conversation with Annie, too, we find out that like he wanted to try. She's a single mom, and he wanted to try out for soccer, and she was like, no, because she didn't want him getting hurt because Annie's like, oh, well, doesn't he have, does he have any friends that, like, I don't know, that the, she's like, oh, no, he's always been kind of a loner. And use, uh, Annie uses Mary as, like, a, uh, a an example of a loner, but, like... Well, she said before she joined basketball, she didn't yeah. really, like, have many friends or whatever. So... But then he has this great, like... <laughs> line where he goes, I'm a geek, and you made me this way, and I'm such a geek that I let you. <laughs> so... But it somehow gets resolved because the Rev, like, has the magic words to say, I honestly didn't even pay attention or write this down because after I found out that this kid was on the roof because of his pants, I stopped caring. <laughs> um, I, I think he basically tells, like, uh, the mother to, to, like, let him have a choice and, you know, oh, he says, like, oh, what's cool to your, you know, because the mother's like, oh, well, I like you, I'm your friend, and... The Rev is like, oh, what's cool to your peers isn't always what's cool to your mother. And, like, the kid's like, I spend eight hours a day with the kids at school, and I look like a dork. And, you know, so the Rev is like, it's important for him to be accepted by his peers. Whatever. Um, yeah, and but the other thing is she's like, oh, I listen to everything you have to say, says Peter to June. Like, the least you could do is listen to me. Yeah. So that's, like, the resolution of that is they're going to listen to each other now. Um, then we are back to love the kids. Loving the home is key. Uh, love no, uh, back to the kids. We, we have get this beautiful overview of Ruthie's hat in the toilet spinning around, <laughs> and then it pans out and we see her and Lynn just keep flushing the toilet to try to flush the hat. Don't honestly know what the point of this was. Um, other other than actually, no, I can't think of any points. And then the teacher comes and finds them, um, and. She just peeks over the... I feel like this is inappropriate. She just, like, peeks no, over... No, she does the, peek over She the, peeks over the top of the uh, of the stall, and, and Ruthie's like, oh, I'm just trying to get rid of the snakes that my brother told me are in there, even though Mary already told her that the snakes don't exist. And also, I don't understand how the hat would get rid of the snakes. And then they're like, but while we... Oh, no, they say they were looking for the snakes, and then Ruthie's hat fell in. So it's some, like, total bullshit story. Like, I don't know why they put the hat in the toilet to begin with, and we may never know. 
Um, we will never know, but... Um, so she takes... She uses the plunge... Well, not the plunge. She uses a toilet brush to take the hat out and... Asks Ruthie... Uh, she's like, well, are you going to wear this hat ever again? And Ruthie's like, no, not, bitch. She's like, no, she says not. not she says not at school <laughs> or something. Um, because the, it's after the teacher leaves when... Like, she gives it back to Ruthie, and then Lynn says something like, well, you're not going to wear that, right? And she's like, no, no, bitch. <laughs> and, so, and, she's, um, and she goes, actually, I think I'll give it to Simon. And then there's a, like devious a, laughter. A very evil laugh, and I was like, this is the beginnings of evil, evil Ruthie, and I'm really excited for it. So that's Ruthie's, like, done for the school day. Uh, we find out that Simon has been suspended, um, and him and Nigel have a final run-in with Buck, um, who's like, yeah, you can't have knives at school, like, it's a weapon. Who gave that to you anyway? And then Simon's like, oh, my mom put it in my lunch bag. So Buck goes, now that's a weapon. Use it. Oh, yeah. So... Then we have, uh, Matt talking with Principal Russell, um... About his, it being his... The yeah, Rev's beeper. beeper. Um, and she's like, well, I can't, you know, just, I, I can't treat you differently just because I know you're a good kid. So he gets suspended for a day. Um, while this is happening, Lucy and Mary are waiting outside for their punishment for taking drugs. And Mary meets Coach Coper. And we find out, as the summary told us, uh, that <laughs> he, was he was the U.S. Women's Olympic basketball coach. And now he's the coach at Glen Oak. <laughs> Teaching, uh, teaching high school English and being the assistant. He's not even the coach. Yeah, he's, he's the assistant is. coach because we find out that the head coach is, like, going to be leaving next year. So he's getting, you know, he's... But Mary's great because she's like, why didn't you just join the WNBA? Or why didn't you, like, coach, coach the w- the, Yeah, coach the WNBA. He's like, because I like to teach. The other thing I have to say about uh, Mr. Kofer is that... Kofer. Kofer, whatever. He has a weird name. Um is that everybody refers to him as, like, yes, sir, or no, sir. And I was asking Erin if, like, she ever referred to any of her teachers in high school as sir or ma'am. And I said no. Yeah, uh, and, not, and neither have I. So I don't know if this is a thing that happens, like... No, I don't think it is. I mean, he's, like, supposed... I think it's just supposed to make us be like, wow, these kids are really intimidated by this guy. Oh, because, like, he's such a he's hard He's so ass. serious. Yeah, I think that's, like, supposed to be the idea, because... <laughs> Seventh Heaven can't leave any... You can't... They don't trust anyone to make any inferences. So uh, the principal says that they can have the family rate, which before she, like, explained what that was, I thought, like, one of the... Like, Matt was just going to get suspended and the rest of them would be fine. Well, I, I didn't understand what it meant either because she's like, okay, each of you gets a day of suspension. And I was like, wait, does that mean that if if all three of them weren't suspended for one day, does that mean individually they would all be suspended for three days? Uh, we may never know. Well, again, this is another thing we will never know. Uh, and then we have this stupid-ass scene where the principal, who calls Lucy loose, uh, is like, oh, by the way, uh, first she gives her a new, um, lock. lock. And the combination is two, two, two. So now we know God, how... they should have made it six, six, six for Lucy. <laughs> She's the goddamn devil. Um, and she tells a story, which she probably shouldn't, about how Ashley was at in the cafeteria. And so somebody spilled their plate of spaghetti because, of course, someone had a plate of spaghetti. And Ashley, fe- like, slipped and fell and, like, in that process ended up mooning the entire cafeteria with her Pocahontas underwear. Just as, like, a way of saying that, like... Everyone has shit days. Yeah. But, like, what horrible lesson... <laughs> 
to tell Lucy. And also, like... Why did the principal know about that? Who, yeah. like, send the principal this gossip and she just knows that, like, oh, Lucy and Ashley don't get along. It's Lucy's first day at this fucking school. Like... And, like, she shouldn't be uh, enabling this kind of behavior in Lucy. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so then we have... A scene where the parents are like, oh, uh, our pa- it's a good thing that our kids aren't like Peter McKinley and having problems with their clothes and <laughs> climbing up on roofs. But they are. <laughs> um, but as soon as they, that, those words leave their mouth, Sergeant Michaels appears again. It's like, uh, All of your kids' schools have been trying to get in touch with you. They've been beeping you all day, blah, blah, blah. Go find out what's going on or something. Um, and so the next scene is the last scene of the episode. The with, whole fam is in the love den. And we find out that it's actually everybody else, it's actually the Rev and Annie's fault that everybody got in trouble. Except for, I guess, Ruthie. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that, um... Because Matt had the beeper because his dad left it in there. Mary, the aspirin was given to Mary by, um, Annie. Annie. Um, she, uh, Lucy had the, ba- like, the defective lock from the Rev... Um, and Simon had the knife because of Annie. Yeah. So. I think Ruthie does say, like, oh, well, Mom, you gave me the hat, but it's like she kept putting it on after the teacher told her not to, so. And um, then she gives it to Simon, and we all have a good laugh because he puts it on, um, and I just wrote toilet hat. (laughs) Now Simon's wearing a toilet hat. And and again, nobody else laughs because nobody else knows what happened, but Ruthie just starts, like, cackling on the couch, (laughs) and he just, like, Simon, like, rolls his eyes, and I'm like, you're wearing a toilet hat. The last, like, point of this was somebody, I think, asked about Peter McKinley. Oh, and for some reason, they're all... Wait, no, no, no. They're all suspended for a day. Right, right. Even Ruthie is suspended for wearing the hat backwards. Um, So we find out they'll all be home the next day. And they, one of them asks about Peter McKinley or says, oh, and, like, there's that thing with Peter McKinley that happened. And the Rev was like, oh, yeah, I, we were there. Uh, let me tell you what really happened. And he makes up this bizarro story about, about Peter chasing a bank robber onto the roof. <laughs> and, like, him assisting in a, with a SWAT team or something like that. Um, and apparently, like, they're like, oh, that's so cool. And this was the Rev's efforts in trying to make... Um, and the gossip. And make Peter less of a geek and more cool. Um, and that's it. The end of the episode is them is the well, Rev and I Andy. mean, nobody believes this story yeah. because, well, Matt's like, oh, you know, what a lame story. And then the Rev is like, yes, yeah, spread it around. So trying to end the gossip. And then, like, the Rev and Annie are like, oh, it's 9 p.m., only 36 hours. And First of all, 9 p.m., Ruthie should not still be awake. Uh, <laughs> 9 p.m., and they're like, only 36 more hours until, like, the kids will be gone from the house again. Oh, and we also found out the Rev, like, called out of work or something. For We'll call that out. He told his secretary, like, not to, like, contact him unless it was important. So takes the day off. He ended up working anyway. Whatever. Well, the Rev's a superhero. That's his job. Saving <laughs> saving kids with fashion problems from roofs. Okay, so what are you going to rate it? Um, I'm going to give this a five. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. You seem to really dislike it. Now yeah, you're confusing but, like, me. Yeah, because I, like... I genuinely hated this episode. But <laughs> but the point is that it got such a reaction out of me, like, like over... Like, consistently got a reaction out of me that I think it deserves to be up there. 
you don't know what great things are to come in the rest of season two and three. All right, I'm gonna. Give, I'm giving this a three. <laughs> Fine, three. Three out of seven. Um, so yeah, that's unfortunately it. Yeah. For see you in September. I still don't understand why it's called that. Or the first day of school in Germany. In Germany. I wonder how popular Seventh Heaven was in Germany. If at all. Probably very popular, <laughs> I would imagine. There's a lot of law and order and... <laughs> <laughs> just making grand assumptions about the entire country I, of Germany now. I know. Um, all right. Well, that's it for today. <laughs> and uh, you guys know the usual. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, rate and review us on there as well. You can follow us on Twitter at Kim and Cash Show. Um, like us on Facebook and follow us on Tumblr. Or send us an email at camerancast at gmail.com. Do you call your teachers sir or ma'am? Um, or tweet at us. Did you also skip over kindergarten because you're a wonderkin like Ruthie? <laughs> All right. Um, so that's it. Uh, I've been Tanby. And I'm still Erin. And this has been Camden Cast. <laughs>